God gets all the glory and we get all the fun. The life and the spirit of Christ Jesus is so awesome. The kingdom of God is joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Ghost. And that is what life really is meant to be. Hello everybody, welcome to Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. This is Dan Boone, I'm glad to have you with us today. It's always a privilege of mine to be able to share for a few minutes some things that I'm just kind of thinking about, pondering, and uh, sometimes it's newsworthy and sometimes it's more on a self-development type frame and sometimes it's just one of my pet peeves that I'm gonna talk about. So whatever it might be, uh, we welcome you and we ask you to uh, subscribe and like us and. Uh, come back again and see us next week. We always have one a week to, of these to be able to put out. So all I'm going to be doing today, and I think it'll be really meaningful to most people, is I'm going to talk to you about my favorite one-liners. My favorite one-liners. And some of these I'll give you a person who I'm quoting, and some of these are just ones that I've picked up. I don't know if somebody else said them first, probably did. Nothing new under the sun, as Solomon said. So uh, anyway, I just thought we'd have a little fun and kind of put on our thinking caps a little bit. And I believe each one of these one-liners can develop into you know, quite a bit. Uh, if you were writing a book, it would, could be a chapter anyway. <laughs> so uh, I pray that these, uh, these may help you. Uh, my first one is, it is pretty amazing how some people think. But it is even more amazing how some people don't think. And you know, in the Bible, the word repent is mentioned by John the Baptist, by Jesus, by Peter, by all the uh, notable people in the uh, New Testament. And the word repent actually means to reconsider, to think differently, or to change your thinking. And so I think it's just... Uh, kind of a way of saying, you know, we really need to think. Uh, our ears and our eyes come across a lot of things. Uh, if you're anywhere close to what I am as far as the activity you get in a single day, you hear a lot, uh, you read a lot, you um, have a lot of opportunities to just be, nah, 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 you know, just kind of come see, come see, just like, okay, well, yeah. Or maybe you're to the point where instead of just drinking everything in, that instead you want to put everything out. <laughs> you don't want to hear anything from anybody about anything. I know years ago when I was a salesperson, I get home at night, my wife's ready to talk because she's got two little boys that, you know, not exactly adults yet. And, and I get home and I've talked to people all day long. It's like, I don't want to talk to anybody about anything. But the fact of it is, uh, is a man thinks in his heart so is he. And we need to be able to filter everything that we hear and say according to our worldview. Whatever your worldview is should be the filter that takes out other things and doesn't let them pass through. Now, of course, I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. You know, I, I love the Bible. I love the Lord Jesus. So I have a Christian worldview. And so I filter everything through that because I know how important it is that I keep my focus uh, on 
things that agree with the Word of God. And if they don't agree with the Word of the God, Word of God, then I'm going to try to make an attempt to help that other person, if it's somebody that I can talk to, carry on a conversation with meaningful conversation about it. In other words, just instead of saying, abortion's wrong, I'm going to think about it. And I want to bring forth the truth about it and give another side of the story that that person may not be thinking. For instance, one of our family members years ago, and uh, they were pro-choice, I was pro-life, and uh, she was talking to me about it, and you know, I, I thought, well, gosh, how do you, uh, you, and you say you're a Christian, how do you uh, find agreement in the Bible with the pro-choice movement? And she just says, well, I just think, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And I said, let me ask you a question. She said, okay. I said, what do you think most people, or excuse me, why do you think most people get an abortion? And she said, well, it's because of rape, incest, or the mother's life. And I said, yeah, not true. The truth is, depends on who you listen to, it's anywhere from 2 to 7%. The 7% is Planned Parenthood, which, of course, we know is the most pro-choice um, organization there is. The, the truth of the matter is only a small portion do. Most people get it for delayed birth control. And that changed her whole perspective. So she thought about what I said and weighed that and considered it for a few weeks or months. And I know that years ago she changed her mind on that. And we all have spots, blind spots if you would, or dark spots in our lives that we don't understand. I learn something every day, and that's part of what I think life is all about. I learn stuff from my eight-year-old granddaughter. I mean, she's this amazing little girl, and she comes off the cuff with things, and I'm going, oh my gosh, where did she get that? And she got it, and, and I learned from her, and uh, it's so amazing that she has the cognitive abilities that she does, and she doesn't even realize it. <laughs> you know, she's just natural at it. <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, a, bla a blast from the past, go back a couple hundred years, Charles Spurgeon. There is more honor in being defeated in the truth than in a thousand victories gained by policy and falsehood. I'm going to say that one again. There's more honor in being defeated in the truth. In other words, you're, you're speaking the truth or doing the truth, and you get defeated, so be it. Then in a thousand victories gained by policy and falsehood. And you know, I could get on the government deal right here about our federal government and how they make laws and how they make executive orders and how they make executive memos and how they have just thoughts and random thoughts and interviews and the press secretary and things like that. And I strive to be objectively truthful in everything I do. I know I don't because I'm, I'm not aware of some things, but I strive for that. And in any conversation, I always want to take that side of it because objective truth is so important to our country and we've lost that perspective. Moral truth is objective. In other words, morals don't change. You know, murder is murder. Stealing is stealing. Uh, all these things that 
have had laws against them for the most part are moral things. All of our laws are caused because of somebody's moral idea, whether it's right or wrong. So hopefully we make policy decisions that are worthwhile. We don't just have a no bail policy or a catch and release policy or those sorts of things when we need to keep the citizenry of our country safe. So that's an example of that. Voltaire, it is dangerous to be right in manners on which the established authorities are wrong. I love that. It is dangerous to be right in matters on which the established authorities are wrong. There are things now, situations happening, the FBI busts into somebody's home and over nothing, and then they keep them tied up. Some of them have been in jail for months and months. Then they release them. No charges, no, no anything. Um, it's because somebody was offended or somebody's feelings were hurt, or somebody thought somebody did. And so that's just a, a good model to follow. Had to put something in here about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus plus anything equals nothing. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Jesus is wisdom, by the way. Proverbs talks about wisdom. Jesus is who that is talking about. And this, these this, I guess, really is two lines, two very short lines, shorter than a full line. But Jesus plus anything is a deception. And Jesus plus nothing means that truth is with us. Jesus is the truth. And so my relationship with him and my knowledge of him is imperative to me to be right there on the right track at all times. And we can do that. Oh yeah, we'll fall off and we, we mess up. I, you know, I, I, I make mistakes, I, make, I do sins, uh, you know. But now I'm forgiven of those uh, and God even forgets our sins when we confess them to Him. This is the life that I want to share with everyone. It's Jesus Christ the way, the truth, the life. And people who say, well, well, and I don't care what the answer coming after well is, they just don't know the emphatic importance of having the king of kings of the universe come into your life and heart. That's awesome. Praise God. Here's one that I like to express my feelings, my thoughts. Let my passion for God, burn the fields around me. I think I stole that from somebody. I don't remember though. I've got my initials by it. But let my passion for God burn the fields around me. I want to be on fire for Jesus Christ. I was once lost and now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And I sang that song for years, not really realizing what it was. But when I realized yeah, I see. And when I realized I was lost, and my particular church that I went to for so many years didn't talk about lost and found other than maybe a coin. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, in the light of eternity, all of us are lost unless we make Jesus Christ the Lord of our life.
He paid the penalty for all the mistakes that I have done, am doing, will do. And He's brought me into relationship with God the Father. My sins are forgiven. My life is brand new. It is, I passed from life to death when I received Him. And I get to live with Him in heaven forever and ever and ever, world without end. There's not anything more that anybody can ask for than what He's done. Jesus said that He would supply all of our needs. If your source for anything you need is not Jesus, then you're asking for the wrong thing. He said He'd supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And that is a lifestyle. That's not a Sunday morning thing. That's a lifestyle. That's throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout your life. And if we're asking for things that He wouldn't supply, then those things aren't for us. And they can be bad things, but let me tell you, they can be seemingly good things. They're just not right for you, at least at this time. That's because the things of this world seem to have long fingers or tentacles to be able to stick into our back or around us to capture us and focus on that and get us off the course of life. And one of the ones that I use a lot, the right thing to do is the right thing to do. And I've used that in the past a lot of times just thinking, is this the right thing to do? And if it is, I need to do it. And if it's not, I don't need to do it. And that may sound simplistic to some of you, but I think it gives me an opportunity to push the pause button, so to speak, and to consider what I'm about, about to do. And it's so wonderful that I can do that because it's kind of built as a habit in with me now. Is this the right thing to do? And oftentimes when people ask me my opinion on something, I'll use that verse. I'll say, is it the right thing to do? Well, yeah. Well, it's the right thing to do then. <laughs> is it the right thing to do? Well, no. Okay, well, then it's not the right thing to do. So why are you asking? Or some people go, well, I don't know. And I think, well, that's something for you to research, ponder, pray, and seek the will of God. <laughs> and that'll work for anybody who asks. Praise God. Uh, I also love this one. God gets all the glory and we get all the fun. The life and the spirit of Christ Jesus is so awesome. The kingdom of God is joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Ghost. And that is what life really is meant to be. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of where you are in this particular position or this particular time in your life. So I want to leave you with that one. God gets all the glory, but we get all the fun. And the fun is being, being able to do the will of God and being empowered by His grace to do that. Again, Pastor Dan Boone here with Church of Tomorrow 6800, North Bryant, Oklahoma City, U.S. of A. We're here at Let's Talk About Tomorrow, and we'll be here every week. Uh, be sure and, and get a hold of us wherever you get your 
podcast and sign up for Let's Talk About It tomorrow. I think you'll find some things that are a little different here than what anybody else may be seeing at the present time. So I, I want it to be meaningful. You'll be sure and post something at the bottom of this and give us your opinion. We want to hear from you to make adjustments. Maybe you have a topic or something you'd like for us to share in the future. Please go ahead and do it. So that's uh, pretty much it for today and my favorite one-liners. And we're going to continue this next week with part two. God bless you. May the Lord love you. Bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name. See you next time.